Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horneman, aka The Thyroid Fixer, functional medicine practitioner, hormone and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. So if you're ready to get your life back, let's get started. When I say that the only thing worse than a vegan is a vegetarian, please do not take offense. I know some of you already took offense, but for those of you who know me and love me, you know that I'm coming from a place of caring and I'm coming from the heart because I don't want to see you suffer. I don't want to see you struggle with weight loss. I don't want to see you battle hair loss and bad skin. So we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to talk about maybe bringing you over to the dark side of meat, right? The importance of meat. So let's, let's bring you on over, shall we? Have you ever heard of the baobab fruit? It's really interesting. And it is such an affordable way to increase your antioxidants because this thing is a multi-talented, multivitamin, multi-mineral, one-of-a-kind supplement in powder form that you throw into your shakes. Oh my God, it just pretty much becomes a no-brainer. So this particular Baobab Boost from Trim Healthy Mama, my two favorite ladies on the planet, they introduced me to this amazing antioxidant and I fell in love. I put it in all the time. Every single shake that I have, I put the Baobab powder in. It's citrus and sherbet tasting dried flesh, has five times the fiber of oats, and a higher antioxidant level than any food on the planet. That's eight times that of the superberry acai and more than blueberries and pomegranates combined. So quit eating all the sugar and just use organic baobab fruit pulp. It's that easy. Because Trim Healthy Mama, they put that into a nice powder. Like I said, I just scoop it right out, throw it into my shake. Oh my gosh, it reduces inflammation and helps with weight loss. And the other really interesting thing about it is it's kind of working as an appetite suppressant. Now, I know it's not touted for that, but when you put it in your shake, especially first thing in the morning, throw that into a nice protein shake, you'll notice that your appetite is definitely curbed. So now I'm thinking of this perfect stack to replace or or supplement those GLPs out there on the market. What if we did Baobab and Metabolism Fixer together? That would be crazy at controlling your appetite. And with the Baobab, you're getting all those antioxidants. It's, it's amazing. And this powder is so affordable. It is so affordable. So you're going to go to store.trimhealthymama.com and look up Baobab. It's B-A-O-B-A-B, Baobab Boost Powder. Uh, these ladies have just gone all out with their entire line, but this is one of my favorites because I started using it. And I have to say that I noticed the appetite suppression difference. And then when I dove down the rabbit hole of what else is in it, the antioxidant content, the multi-mineral content, it just becomes a no-brainer. So store.trimhealthymama.com, look for Baobab powder. Enjoy.
Are you sick of hearing me talk about Young Goose yet? Well, that's too bad because I love them and I have been using them now for years, probably about two or three years. And I can honestly say that my skin looks great. So I go to my plastic surgeon's office to get a little bit of Botox, right? And he says, what are you doing for your skin? Because your skin looks great and I'm 50. It's going to be Young Goose. You know, I've never had the ability to do those ablative lasers that are supposed to refresh and renew your skin. I just can't do it. I break out. So I love a good product line that is actually going to do something with my skin and help me not age. So whether we're talking about eye cream, finding that perfect eye cream, whether you're finding that perfect collagen boosting cream that smooths out wrinkles, Young Goose has it all. I use pretty much everything in their line, but my favorites are going to be the Care Moisturizer. This has NAD and NAD boosting powers to it, which obviously helps your skin. We love NAD for anti-aging. I use the hyperbaric mask at night. I put that on. Oh my gosh, it just renews and replenishes and hydrates my skin. I use the ProCare Serum. This is an anti-aging serum. It's senolytic, meaning it's going to seek out and destroy the bad cells and promote new cell growth. I use the adaptogenic cleanser. I use the amplifying essence, which really kind of boosts up your skincare. Overall, Bio-C peptide spray as a toner. Their entire line is fantastic. If you even start with two to three products, you will notice a difference in your skin. So you're going to go to younggoose.com and you're going to use the code Dr. Amy. This is going to save you 5% off. Now, is it a ginormous savings? No, but their line is so precise and so grounded in science. This is what they can offer. And, you know, I love the owners too. I think buying from, from a family-owned company is so important. And if you met the owners, you would fall in love and want to use their products every single day because you know that their heart and soul is literally behind this line. So younggoose.com, use the code Dr. Amy. You will notice a difference in your skin. All right. Vegans and vegetarians, first of all, first of all, I am going to go over the importance of protein and what it does. So we're going to start there because here's the thing, no matter what your belief system is, there are some tried and true truths that have nothing to do with what you believe. They just are. Number one, macronutrients. That that's what food is comprised of, proteins, carbs, and fats. What do we know about each one of these macros? Well, we know that protein is four calories per gram. Fat is nine calories per gram. Carbohydrates are four calories per gram. We know that carbohydrates will spike insulin, will cause a higher release of insulin from the pancreas, and will raise blood sugar, blood glucose levels, much more than protein. Protein has a moderate effect on glucose and insulin levels. Fat has no effect on blood sugar, glucose, insulin levels. So that's what we know so far, right? We know that hands down. We also know that when someone is insulin resistant, and this is why I always tell you that your labs tell us how you should eat. Your labs tell us how you should eat. 
We also know that if you are insulin resistant, that you should probably be looking at lowering your carbohydrate intake. So if you're struggling with losing weight, and yes, I know I go over all the things about weight loss, right? Because that's a big, big issue with you. Not you directly, but with y'all. Many of my patients come to me and the number one concern is the inability to lose weight and they're gaining no matter what they do. I don't want to see you struggle with that. So the bottom line is if you are insulin resistant, that is going to be a huge hindrance to you losing weight. Now, because we know that carbohydrates are the main reason why you are insulin resistant outside of your thyroid being all wackadoodle and it having a negative impact on your insulin regulation and your blood sugar control. Outside of that, we know that eating too many carbohydrates for your body, and that's there's no rule, there's no, you know, 100 grams is too many. It's eating too many carbohydrates for your body. So there's a process in getting to know what you can tolerate and what you can't tolerate. And, and how insulin resistant you are. And even when you fix the insulin resistance, like I have, and I do ongoing because I keep taking berberine and I will pot metformin and berberine together. And I keep my carbohydrates low because I have been keto before it was called keto because I know my body. And I know if I increase my carbohydrates, I am going to gain weight. It doesn't matter how optimized my thyroid is. It doesn't matter how much get shit done hormone I have. If I eat too many carbohydrates, I will gain weight, period. That is what I know about my body. And my too much, uh, you know, I mean, I, 50 grams or less per day is my jam. And then I can do like one or two days, just like my keto for the week course, one or two days of higher carbohydrate intake and then drop it back down again. If I did higher carbohydrate intake, if I did, let's say 100 grams per day every day, I would gain weight. I did an experiment one time where I ate an apple a day, one apple per day. And I wrote this huge in a notebook that I had back when I was, you know, tracking my food and I was competing and doing powerlifting. I write down my workouts. I put really big, do not eat an apple a day, Amy, or you will gain weight because right now you are five pounds heavier in a week. And the only thing I changed was eating an apple a day. A lot of sugar, a lot of carbs, body couldn't handle it. So I digress, know your body, know your body and your carb limit. But if you are insulin resistant, you have to reduce the carbs or you can pretty much forget about weight loss. And listen, this week's theme, just so you know, I'm having a very special guest on the next podcast. This week's whole theme is about calling out your bullshit. I'm just saying it as it is. Because the excuses and the excuses upon excuses, I'm calling them out. And my guest is going to call them out too. So we're going to lay the cards on the table and really discuss and, and take a hard look at what you are doing and the choices you are making. Part of those choices, you might not be a vegan or vegetarian. You might just be eating like shit. So part of those choices might be just on you and what you put in your mouth on a day-to-day -day basis. And part of those choices might be your decision to be vegan or vegetarian that is seriously working against you. Now, have I met vegans or vegetarians that are amazing and they have it down pat and they're getting in good sources of protein? Yes, maybe two in 
like forever. So it's very, very rare. I mean, you better be the best damn vegan or vegetarian that you are um, or that you possibly can be because otherwise you're going to mess it up and you're going to keep yourself stuck. Okay, so let's get into the why. Protein, 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 protein. Proteins are made up of amino acids, right? So just like we talk about peptides or sequences of amino acids, proteins are long chains of amino acids, like a string of beets, right? That's what we think of when we think of protein. And these amino acids, these proteins, do their work in the cell. I mean, protein is crucial for good health. Protein is crucial for good hair, good skin, muscle tone, sexy lean muscle, adequate strength, testosterone levels, the whole deal. So when we're talking about just growth and maintenance of tissues, this is why I tell people you want to eat more protein after a surgery because your body will break down. Your body breaks down protein any, anyways under normal circumstances on a given day. It's going to break down protein. And then it will use that to build and repair your tissues. So whether you work out the gym and you break down your muscle, the protein is necessary to rebuild that muscle and build it back up again and repair it. Because when we, when we go to the gym, we're actually breaking down. We are catabolizing our muscles. So they need to be repaired so that they can grow. That's what protein is necessary for. And we increase it after surgery because of its reparative aspect. So during illness, during pregnancy, during breastfeeding, during, during those needs, you know, again, injury, surgery, athletes, all of those situations require additional on top of what you need for a, a day-to-day basis of repair. They need additional protein because of the breakdown that happens because of the body literally getting in and breaking down protein structures. And usually your body, I always say this, your body is very smart. It will take it from your muscles. It will take it from your hair. That's what we will see decline and breakdown when protein is required, when it's required beyond that normal healthy level. And when you're not eating enough of it, it's going to find it somewhere. It will find it somewhere. So protein also helps you break down. It just causes these different biochemical reactions in the body. So it's helping, it's actually helping with digestion and energy production and blood clotting. And obviously your muscles contracting because those enzymes, like we talk about digestive enzymes, right? Those enzymes are proteins that aid in all these different chemical reactions in your body and outside of your cell. So we can see just from that alone, I mean, digestion, energy, your blood, cardiovascular, muscular, muscle contractions, growth of muscles, those are all dependent on protein. And then if you have a lack of, or if there's improper function of these enzymes, it results in disease, cardiovascular disease, muscle wasting, different digestion issues, low energy. Now, some proteins, and we're not talking about necessarily the proteins that you eat, but some proteins are hormones. Even though you're not eating hormones, right? When you eat a steak, 
Well, if you're eating Walmart steak, you're eating some hormones. But if you go out and you get a nice, really good grass-fed local steak, you're not eating hormones. But what your body is doing is it's using those amino acids, those protein structures to help hormones communicate with the cell to help. Because remember, hormones are chemical messengers, right? We know that hormones communicate between your cells. They give messages, just like thyroid hormone T3 gets to the cell to trigger metabolism, to trigger cell turnover, to trigger ATP production. So hormones help us communicate and help with all the things that I said before, the energy, the digestion, the cell turnover, the muscle growth, the you just feeling better. We need hormones as amino acid bases in order to do all of those things that we need our hormones to do. So protein is the base for hormones to work. Protein and polypeptides make up most of your body's hormones. And I know we can start crossing over with peptides and proteins and going down that rabbit hole. That is a totally separate podcast. We will get to peptides in just basically a week. So proteins also, they're fibrous. They provide cell structure. They provide tissue structure, keratin, collagen, elastin. How many times do we hear about those, right? You, you can take collagen, my collagen protein fixer. You can take collagen for your hair and your skin and to increase the total amount of protein that you have in that day. And we hear collagen and elastin in connection with our skin health. So collagen is the most abundant protein in your body. That's why we take it in. That's why I throw it in my water multiple times a day. Collagen is the most abundant protein in your body. It is the structural protein of your bones, your tendons, your ligaments, and your skin. Can I ask you guys a question? If you are vegan or vegetarian and you are getting in half-assed protein, like the, you know, the fake protein, the impossible meat, Soy is a shitty, shitty protein. And if you have a thyroid problem, you should not be eating soy. I don't like the fake meat loaded with chemicals, just garbage. Tofu is soy-based, so you can't do that. And I'm going to give you some news. Beans are not a complete protein. Beans do not have amino acids in it. Please do not rely on beans and tell me that. And, and peanuts are a legume. And they are a fat. Nuts give you fat, not protein. The actual bioavailability of the protein in a nut, it cracks me up. People be like, well, I eat peanut butter. I'm like, it's great. Like one tablespoon of peanut butter is, I don't know, maybe um, six grams of protein, three, three grams of protein. Yeah, you're not getting a lot of protein in that nut butter at all. You need protein for strength for elasticity of your skin, for muscles. It is the building block. You cannot expect to have good hair and good skin and sexy lean muscle mass without protein, without collagen, without amino acids. Now I know there's so many of you that are gonna send me the picture of, of some vegan bodybuilder that is jacked up and ripped. And then I'm going to tell you that he's also replacing testosterone and probably has a testosterone level of 1100 and a low estrogen level. But I get it that some of you can get away with this, but most of you 
most of you are in a place where you're really frustrated and you're doing all the things. And, and I just have to be honest with you and kind of come down hard and say, maybe you should give up the vegan vegetarianism. I mean, outside of it being for a religious purpose and it's, you know, just deeped into your steeped in your culture and it's deep in you and it's in your belief system. But if you did it because your doctor said plant-based diet is good. And if you did it to avoid a heart attack or you're doing it because you think red meat causes cancer, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not a good reason. That's not valid. And you need to come off of that train because you are riding, you're basically riding the same belief train as the doctors that diagnose and treat based on TSH. You're no different. If you really believe that red meat is bad for you, if you really believe that that plant-based diet helped you lose the weight and that's, that's the answer for you, but yet you're still struggling with weight. If you really believe that, then keep doing what you're doing. You know, like I said, I'm calling out bullshit this week. Keep doing what you're doing then. And you're just going to say the same. How about that? And you have to accept being exactly where you are and don't complain and don't complain. We are going to talk about complaining this week as well on the Friday podcast. We're going to talk about that because listen, if you, if you're not complaining, and you're doing your thing and you're accepting of that extra 20 pounds and you're fine and you're accepting a feeling like a slug every day, but you're not bitching about it. Good for you. Keep living your life. It's cool. But if you complain about it and then do nothing and want to find another reason, that's what I have a beef with. That's what my guests will have a beef, beef with as well. Okay. So protein actually helps form immunoglobulins and antibodies to fight infection. So some of you I know have expressed, like, I get sick all the time. I get sick all the time. Are you eating enough protein? Are you eating enough protein? Because proteins protect your body from the invaders, from bacteria, from viruses. They're very, very protective. They're very immune supportive. Proteins are the building blocks of our cells. They supply your body with energy. So again, if you are low in energy and you're not eating enough protein, that's a you problem. That's not anybody else's problem. That's not a not enough thyroid medication problem. That's not a not enough testosterone problem. That's not a me problem. That's not a doctor problem. That's a you problem. So you better start tracking your protein grams from amino acid sources, animal-based protein, collagen powder, Collagen protein fixer. Yeah, I had to throw in a shameless plug. Come on. You really expect me to skip over that? Bone broth-based protein powders, eggs, fish, poultry, red meat. Those are your amino acid-based protein sources, bone broth. That's what you need as the building blocks. That's what you, you need. Amino acid, not fake meat, not soy, not tofu. You need amino acid. That is what is going to supply your body with energy. Okay, bottom line, protein, if you're not getting it from the amino acid source, ladies, a minimum of 80 grams, but I would like to see higher. One gram per pound of body weight has always been the general rule, even when I was competing. And that's a decent rule unless you're kind of overweight. So we want to reduce it. It should be like one gram per pound of the body weight mass that you should be. 
So if you're 180, but you should be 130, shoot for like 120, 130. If you're a dude and you're 250, but you really should be more like 200, eat 200 grams of protein, right? More protein necessarily isn't going to hurt, but there is this kind of fear and it's, it's talked about in the keto community of gluconeogenesis. And that's where too much protein will turn into sugar. So if you're following a keto diet, a lot of people are hypersensitive about how much protein they take in. Listen, don't panic about that because it's going to be hard for you to get in that amount of protein that will actually cause gluconeogenesis and, and convert over to sugar. It's going to be really hard. I mean, you would have to seriously, ladies, you'd have to be eating like 40, 50 grams of protein per meal and then do that five times a day. It's not, it, that's not going to happen. And believe me, I ate 200 grams of protein per day once a trainer had me on it and I did gain weight. That was too much for me. You know, I'm, I'm like closer to 120. It should be right around 100 to 120 grams of protein. Now, some of you might be concerned. I want to cover this before I let you go about protein and your kidneys. Short of having kidney failure or you're on dialysis or you're seeing a nephrologist, then you're not going to eat too much protein. And again, that's some of the false information that's out there, blah, blah, blah. But if you really think about, again, going back to how the body works, you cannot live without protein. You cannot. If we look at a typical vegan or vegetarian, don't take offense if this isn't you. If you go to Whole Foods, I love Whole Foods, but I'm picking on. If you go to the co-op, right? You got a bunch of hippies at the co-op. You got a bunch of hippies working at the Whole Foods and there a lot of them are vegan or vegetarian. And you look at it, they got stringy hair. It's all dry. They're skinny fat or they're fat. I'm not fat shaming either. They're either skinny fat or they're fat. You're not going to see Thor working at Whole Foods eating plants and tofu. Thor is going to be eating the steak. So you have to decide which way to go. I can only give you, and we could probably do this for longer, but if you really want to make a change, you cannot hold to the belief system that you once had that got you nowhere. If you really want to make a change, you have to be open-minded and willing enough to accept other information, maybe new information, maybe contradictory information of what you previously learned. Maybe it's a different opinion. Maybe it's science like I just gave you. But you have to be open and willing enough to accept that and take it in and really look at yourself from you know that 20,000 foot view. Look at yourself through the eyes of, am I doing what I should be doing for my body? And if the answer is no, and I'm bitching about it, maybe I should do something different. Because what's the definition of insanity, folks? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So if you continue doing the same thing, you need to expect the exact same result. So the same, the same way you are right now, the same way you feel, the low energy, the extra weight, the diabetes, that is where you will stay. And if you choose it, that's okay, but don't complain about it. And if you really want to change, then gather the information, get educated and empowered, and then make that change and watch your body change with it. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast. And if you want to find out more about working together, you can click the link below in the show notes to book a discovery call. And there you'll be talking to a member of my team. They are an extension of me. They are amazing. And you and I will talk after that once we get you all signed up and you and I get to work together. All right. I hope to see you soon.